morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. We are so thankful that you so have chosen to be here today. To be here today. We've got a good number. We've got a good number. Still got some folks out. Still got Hope some and folks pray out. that they Hope can be back with us very soon. We do appreciate the opportunity appreciate to be together on the first day of the week. We're going to be talking today about the theme about Jesus, the Jesus, a man of prayer, a man of prayer. Jesus had a lot of Jesus had a lot of interesting qualities, interesting qualities in his life. In his life. Qualities that qualities demonstrated, that demonstrated his, deity. his deity. And yet, and yet from the vantage point, from of, the his vantage point humanity, of his humanity, the Bible speaks of Jesus, Bible spending, speaks of Jesus spending quite a bit of time in, prayer. Time in prayer. And so as I think about Jesus and the time that he spent in prayer, I'm reminded of the fact, that, of the fact that those of us who belong to the family of, of God, one of the great blessings that we enjoy is prayer. Is prayer. prayer is a spiritual is blessing, a spiritual blessing, and those who are in Christ have, have the opportunity to approach the throne of God at any time, at any time, day or night. Day or night. James would write in chapter James five, and verse, 16, chapter five and verse sixteen, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man of a righteous avails much. And so, there's a lot of power in prayer. I believe that Jesus recognized the power of prayer. The power of prayer. And so, I want to begin today by so first of all talking about the place of prayer in the life of Jesus. In the life of Jesus. I think one of the things that you will, one of the things that you come, will to come to appreciate as you read Matthew, you Mark, read, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is that prayer was that a, prayer priority was a priority in the life of Jesus. In the life of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was said to have was spent, to have spent a great deal of time in prayer. Matter of fact, in, prayer. Matter in the book of Luke, for example, in the book of Luke, for example, some have. Some called, have this called this narrative particular of narrative of the gospel, a gospel of prayer. A gospel of prayer. Some fourteen times, Some 14 Jesus, times is Jesus is portrayed in the gospel narrative, gospel narrative praying to the Father, praying to the Father, which would suggest which would to us that prayer was a priority in His life. What about you? What about you? Is prayer a priority in your life? How much time do you spend in prayer on a regular basis? On a regular basis. When you awaken in the morning, when you awaken in the morning, you thank God for a restful you thank night, God for another for a day of life, for another day of life. When you think about all the many blessings that you enjoy physically, materially, spiritually, spiritually, you express your thanksgiving, you express to, God. Your thanksgiving to God. As you come to the close, of a, day, to the close of a day, do you thank God for blessing you, God you with a good day? You with a good day, many opportunities, many opportunities and privileges. We ought to spend a lot of time in prayer to God. Matter of fact, Paul would say that we are to pray without ceasing. When I look at the life of Jesus, first of all, I recognize that Jesus was a man who prayed and prayed often, as I said a moment ago. So think about, for example, the quantity of time Jesus spent in prayer. Over and over again in the over New Testament, again, you, read New Testament you read about Jesus in prayer, in to, the prayer to the Father. The Bible tells us Bible on a number of occasions, for example, his life is really a, pattern, life is really a pattern of prayer. 
of prayer. I think about Jesus. I think about Jesus prior to the onset, to of, the his onset day, of his day. Rising early in rising the morning. Early in the morning. And the Bible says he went out and, and prayed he went out and prayed to the Father in Mark 135. It's interesting to me that before Jesus, me that before Jesus selected the apostles, he spent the night in prayer to God based on what Luke said in chapter 6 verse 12. In times of distress, times of where distress, do we find Jesus? Where do we find Jesus? On his knees to the Father. On his knees to the Father. You remember in the shadow of the cross in John, the 17, of the cross in John 17. Before he was apprehended, he and, was ultimately apprehended and ultimately to stand trial before, stand Pontius, trial Pilate before Herod, Pontius Pilate and Herod. The Bible says that Jesus, Bible says prayed, that Jesus fervently prayed fervently to the Father for all who would believe on him. Who would believe on him. Through, the words of the apostles. Through the words of the apostles. Jesus spent a, Jesus lot, of time spent in prayer. a lot of time in prayer. But not only do we read, of the, do we read quantity of the quantity of time Jesus spent in but prayer, the quality of time. Do you think Jesus ever think regretted Jesus spending, ever time, regretted in spending to the Father? time in prayer to the Father? I mean, over and over again, I mean, over in Matthew, over Mark, again, Luke, and John, Matthew, we Mark, read about John, we the, read prayer, about life of Jesus, the prayer life of Jesus, which says to me that he believed that, that prayer enriches life. Enriches life. Prayer is not only prayer something not that enriches something our lives, enriches but, our it lives encourages but it encourages us in life, in life, does it not? I mean, look at Jesus. I mean, look at Jesus. In Luke chapter 5 and about verse 16, the Bible talks about Jesus withdrawing into the, wilderness to, into the wilderness to pray. That's just one of That's many, one instances of many instances of Jesus spending time Jesus in prayer. Think about the time that you spent in prayer to God. I have no doubt that there have been times no in your life when you have agonized over a particular decision that needed to be made. Quite possibly you have agonized over some type of distressing situation in life. And as you reflect back upon those times in your life, did you ever regret spending time in prayer? Now many of us, we've regretted trying to battle a particular challenge in life because we chose to do something that maybe that maybe we shouldn't have done in other words maybe we've tried to tried to navigate our way through the circumstances that were difficult in life difficult in life by way of an avenue by way of an avenue that wasn't that wasn't in prayer in prayer and so to spend so, time to on, spend our time to on our prayer knees to God. Prayer was a priority in the life of Jesus. It ought to be a priority in our lives. Remember Paul said, continue steadfastly in prayer, watching therein with thanksgiving. But then there's a second thing I want you to think about in our study today. It has to do with what I would call, first the place of prayer in the life of Jesus, but then but then let me just talk for a moment or two about or two the pattern about that he set before us set before us in prayer in prayer when you look at the life of when Jesus you look at the life of Jesus and you think about and you think about I mentioned a moment ago I mentioned a moment that ago, he set a pattern he for set prayer a pattern in our lives for prayer in our lives in Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus taught that great sermon on the mount great sermon on the mount do you remember do you remember he taught the disciples he taught the disciples to pray didn't he to pray didn't he and he began by saying, began Our Father, saying, Our which, Father art in heaven, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Says to me that Jesus, prayed, that Jesus reverently prayed reverently to the Father. To the Father. When we go before the throne, of God, before the throne of God, do we realize that we, realize we are, that we are in, the presence in the presence of deity? Do we understand that, we, we, are understand that we are coming before the Almighty Creator, the of, heaven Almighty and earth? Creator of heaven and earth? 
In Psalm 89, the psalmist Psalm said many years ago, God, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And to be had in reverence by all them that are about him. That are about him. Now you think about now you think about when you approach the throne of when God. When you approach the throne of God, are you like Isaiah in the long like ago Isaiah when Isaiah said, "Your Isaiah thoughts said, are not my thoughts. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are higher than your my ways. ways. Are than my We're ways. not communicating. We're not communicating with with someone here on planet Earth. Someone here on planet Earth. But rather we are communicating, rather we are communicating to the very one who spoke one this, who world, spoke into this world into existence. He is our almighty creator, our almighty and not creator, just that, but he is our almighty sustainer, is he not? Sustainer, is he not? Everything, is held, Everything is held in check by the hand of almighty, by God. The hand of almighty God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. Imagine that. Imagine that. The very laws of nature, laws of nature are held in force, are held in by, force whom? by whom? By Almighty God. By Almighty God. So we're coming before the, so throne, of the, before the throne of the One who is not just our Creator, just our but the Creator, One who sustains the one us who day sustains and night. And by the way, day and night. And by the way, when we talk about the providential, about care, the providential of God, care of Almighty God, to understand that He is, our benefactor, that he is life, our benefactor in life, and that all the many blessings and favors that we enjoy come from His hand. We'll talk about, that in, just a moment we'll talk about that in just a moment or two. But we are approaching the, throne, are approaching the throne of a God who is our, creator, who is our creator, who is our sustainer, who is our and, sustainer yes, who is our and yes, who is our Redeemer. It was God who, it was God ultimately, who ultimately set forth this plan of redemption that we have become the beneficiaries. God devised a plan devised to, redeem a plan to redeem the world. That plan was in place that before he ever created man, wasn't So to understand something so about understand the one before, whom we, the one before whom we pray. So when I look at the life, so of, Jesus, look at the life of Jesus, and as I think about, and as I think about the pattern that he set, before, that all he of set us. before all of us, I'm reminded, number one, that, Jesus, number prayed one, that Jesus prayed reverently. Reverently, but then he prayed also. But then he prayed also thankfully, didn't he? Thankfully, didn't he? Do you remember in John chapter eleven, Jesus, chapter of, course, 11 Jesus context, of course, in that context, has gone to the grave, gone to the of, grave Lazarus, his friend. of Lazarus, his friend. Mary and Martha and those Mary around and those her, around her family members, her, her friends, family members, they're, in, friends, mourning they're in mourning because somebody that they've they lost deeply. somebody that they love deeply. And Jesus, prior to Jesus, raising, prior Lazarus, to raising from dead, Lazarus from the dead, said. Father, said, I thank Father, you. Father, I thank you. You have heard me. You have heard me. Here's Jesus, the very Here's Son of Jesus, God, very expressing of God, thanksgiving, expressing to, thanksgiving the God of to the God of heaven. If Jesus, if Jesus, thank God, thank God, for listening to Him in for prayer. For listening to Him in prayer. Doesn't that say something to doesn't us? Doesn't that say something to us? That our lives ought that to be lived with to be a, lived spirit of with thanksgiving. a spirit of thanksgiving. Yes, there are times in life when yes, we approach His throne because of needs and wants. Needs and wants. But there are also times when there we ought to go before His throne, to go before His throne, expressing our expressing gratitude for all gratitude that He has done. All that He has done. Jesus said. Jesus said that God makes the sun to rise on the, the evil and the good, sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Paul in Acts chapter 17, when he stood before the Athenians on Mars Hill. You remember the Apostle Paul said, speaking of God, it's in him that we live and move and have our very being. He would go on to say, with regard to the God that we serve, that he's not far from any one of us. 
The God in heaven, the God in providentially heaven, oversees providentially us, oversees us, doesn't he? And is our great benefactor. And is our great benefactor. The psalmist in Psalm 68 many years ago said, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits or blessings. You sit down and start cataloging all the blessings that you enjoy physically, materially, spiritually. Spiritually, we got a lot to be grateful for, don't we? Be grateful for, don't we? You've got good health. You've got good health. Got a good job. You got a good job. Got a nice home to live in. Got a nice home to live in. Comfortable bed to sleep in at night. Listen, you're blessed. Listen, you're blessed. Sometimes, sadly, we overlook those daily blessings in life. blessings in life. Mentioned a moment ago, Colossians 4 verse 2, where Paul said, "Continue steadfastly in prayer, watching therein with thanksgiving." Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, Paul said, "In nothing be anxious, but in everything with prayer." And supplication. and supplication. Let your request be made known Let to God. So, known to when we go before, so the throne of God, we go before the throne of God, one of the things that we're to do is to express our gratitude. Jesus prayed. He prayed reverently. He prayed reverently. He prayed thankfully. He prayed fervently. He prayed fervently. Mentioned a moment ago, some 14 times, ago, some 14 times we read of Jesus we read spending, of Jesus time, spending in time to the Father. in prayer to the Father. Matthew chapter, 26, Matthew chapter when Jesus 26, when Jesus prayed to the Father in the shadow the of the cross. In the shadow of the cross, the Bible says that the three Bible times that three he times prayed to the Father. He prayed to the Father. If it be possible, if it be possible, let this cup, let pass, this from cup me. pass from me. Jesus was wrestling. Jesus was wrestling with the weight of the cross the that, lay the before cross him. that lay before him. Now I think about. Now I think about Jesus praying. Jesus praying. In light of the fact that he is to be the one who would bear the sins of the human family upon his head, his sinless head. His sinless head. And he is struggling with what lay before him. Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Who in the days of his flesh offered up prayers and supplications. and supplications. The word supplicate. The word supplicate. And the word prayer. And the word prayer. Cares whether the idea of one who is indigent, one who is in, need. indigent in need. Jesus is literally Jesus pouring, is literally his, ha- pouring his, heart his heart out to the Father. In prayers and supplications, prayers and supplications with, strong with strong crying and tears unto him tears who was able to save him from who death. Was able to save him from death. Jesus is praying Jesus is fervently. fervently. What about you? What about you? When you face the battles when of this life. The battles of this life do you try to deal with those battles on your own, or do you go to God in prayer? God in prayer. Do you recognize Him you as recognize your refuge and strength, refuge a very present help in a trouble? present help in trouble. When you're facing dilemmas in life, do you go to God in prayer? Are you fervently praying about the things that you face every day? That you face every day. Well, fervently pray. Well, fervently pray. That we will be what God wants us to be in the home. To be in the home. On the job. On the job, in the community, in the community, as a servant as a in the Lord's church, in the Lord's that church, God will use us God and bless us and bless us as long as, as we're here long upon this earth. As we're here upon this earth, we can be used in His service. We can be used in His service. Now, there's another characteristic. Now, there's another characteristic. It's born out in Matthew out chapter in 26. Matthew chapter 26. That is, Jesus prayed. That is Jesus submissively. Submissively. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. When Jesus is wrestling Jesus with the weight of the cross, what is it he wants from the Father? Remember what he said? Remember what he said? 
Jesus is fervently, Jesus praying, is to the fervently praying to the Father. He said, if it be possible, said, it be let possible, this cup let pass this from me. In other words, if there's, some other way, words, if there's some other way that your divine redemptive plan divine can come to fruition, can come then, to please, Father, then please, let that Father, let, come let that plan come to be. And yet Jesus, yet Jesus throughout his life, demonstrated, his life what? demonstrated what? Submission. This was not Submission. a one-time thing, one thing, was it? Back in John chapter 4, John Jesus, chapter would say four Jesus would say that ultimately, ultimately he came to fulfill, came to fulfill the, Father's will. the Father's will. In chapter 6, verse 38, he said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. In John 17, as he prayed to the Father, in the shadow of the cross, in the shadow of the cross, Jesus said, I've glorified Jesus you on the earth. I have finished the work which you've given me to do. Which you've given me to do. So Jesus is so Jesus seeking, is to be seeking to be submissive to the Father. To the Father. What about us? What about us? Probably one of the most difficult, things, the most difficult to pray things to pray is for God's will to be accomplished rather than our will. Why? Because, because we want what we want, don't we? We want what we want, don't we? I mean, that's how we are. I mean, that's how we are. We got something in mind. We, we want it. We think we need it. And so we go to God and we pray. It might be that we honor Him by saying, you know, not my will but your will, but deep down inside, what do we want? We want what we want. We want what we want. And yet the whole tenor of Jesus' life was to be in submission and compliance to the Father. Think about the home for a minute. Think about the home for a minute. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible talks about Jesus being the head of the church. The head of the church. There is a great lesson in Matthew chapter 26 about submission. About submission. And in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul talks about how Jesus is the head of the church. And then he said that the husband is the head of the wife. It's easy to be submissive when everything's going your way, isn't it? In the home. In the home. The husband is the spiritual leader. He is the head of the home. He is the head of the home. Well, if the decisions that are being made if those decisions if are those in decisions harmony are with, in what harmony with what you as want as a wife, as a wife, well, it's easy to be submissive, isn't it? It's easy to be submissive, isn't it? The question is not, can, question you, be submissive not, can you be submissive when the decisions that are being made are, being are in made harmony with what you want? The real question is, can you be submissive when those decisions when conflict those decisions with what you conflict want? What you want? Now you think about that for a minute. You think about that for a minute. If you want to be submissive in the home, then you will honor what the Bible has to say about the headship of the husband. So how does that relate to Jesus? So how does that relate to Jesus? Here is Jesus praying to the Father. And he's praying that God's will would be done. From a human vantage From point, human vantage Jesus point, is praying, Jesus look, if there's some praying, other way that your will can be accomplished, can be please, accomplished let please let it come to pass. Let it come to pass. But he said, nevertheless, not, said, as nevertheless I will, not as I will, but your will be done. But your will be done. Jesus, Jesus was looking for another appendage. Was looking for another appendage. The fact of the matter is there was, the no, the other is, there was no other appendage. And so he teaches us so he teaches a, tremendous us a tremendous lesson on being submissive. On being submissive. 
on understanding what on it means to be submissive. Now, in 1 John chapter now, 5, in 1 John chapter 5, John said this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything we ask according anything to his will, what's the assurance? Will, what's the assurance? He hears us. He hears us. So we've got to pray so we've got submissively, to pray, submissively, don't we? For Jesus is saying. For Jesus is saying. There's a third thing I want to share. There's a third thing I want to share in our study today. In our study today. We think about the place of prayer in the life of Jesus, the pattern of prayer in the life of Jesus, but then thirdly, but then thirdly, consider if you would the power of prayer, of prayer in the life of Jesus. In the life of Jesus. Go back again to Hebrews chapter five. Go back again to Hebrews chapter five. In Hebrews chapter five, in Hebrews chapter five, and I would encourage you to maybe make a little notation outside, out, out, out to the side of Hebrews five, the side of Hebrews five, and just write in your Bible Matthew chapter twenty-six, because in verses thirty-six through forty-six, the account is of Jesus again in the garden. That's what the Hebrew writer here is talking about. Notice if you would, notice if you would, that Jesus had the conviction. To pray to the to Father, to the in, the Father face in the face of death. What's that say to you? What's that say to you? Of all the things that Jesus, could, things have that done, Jesus could have done prior to dying on Calvary, what did he choose to do? What did he choose to do? Chose to pray, didn't he? Chose to pray, didn't he? He chose to pray to he the chose Father. To pray to the Father. Does that not say something, does about, that not his say something conviction about his conviction when it came to prayer? Sure it, it does. To prayer. Sure it does. So Jesus was so Jesus convicted, was convicted, convicted, convicted of the power of prayer. Of the power of prayer. Now, I mentioned a moment ago in James chapter five, verse sixteen, James where James 5, said, 5, James said the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Avails much. So there is power in so prayer. There is yes. Power in prayer. Yes. But not only was but not Jesus only was Jesus convicted, convicted, but he was confident. But he was confident. Go back again to John chapter eleven. Go back again 11. to John chapter eleven. Jesus is about Jesus to raise Lazarus, about to from, raise the Lazarus from the dead. He said, Father, I thank you. He said, Father, I thank you. You have heard me. You have heard me. And then he said, and I know and said, that you and always know that you hear me. Always hear me. I'll score that. I'll score that. Jesus said, Father, I know Jesus that said, you Father, always that hear you me. Always hear me. Is there ever a time God ever doesn't time hear God his doesn't people? Hear his people? The answer is no. The answer is no. Jesus Jesus was convicted about was the power of prayer about the power of prayer and he was confident he when it came to the power of prayer the power prayer again who in the days again, of his flesh the days that, of his is, flesh, while that is while he abode here while he abode here in human flesh in human flesh walking among mankind walking among mankind Jesus realized, Jesus realized the power of prayer, and he, prayer and he was confident in confident prayer are you confident when you, you, pray you pray to the father when you pray to the father John said, John this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask we anything him, according to his will, what does he do? He hears us. And if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Now, sometimes God will say yes. Sometimes he might say no. It might be that he'll tell you to wait. That might be the hardest part to wait. Isaiah said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There are times in life when we think we know what we want. And in many cases, we believe in deep cases, down inside deep that, down we inside that we need those things. That we need those things. Might be the case that God might be the case recognizes because God has the ability to see the big picture. God see the big picture. God look at life and say, you know what, you don't need that. Say, you know what, you don't need that. Or maybe you're not equipped for that at this point in time in life. 
That's the nature that's of God. The nature of God. To understand that He understand always, that hears, he always our hears our prayers. So Jesus, so Jesus is convicted. He's convicted. He was confident. He was and then confident. there's a third thing. And then there's a third thing. Did you know that Jesus Did you know conquered? That Jesus conquered the foe of death. How the so? Foe of death. How so? By prayer. By prayer. And by going to Calvary. And by going to Calvary. What was it that? What was it that armed him for the armed battle? Armed him for the battle. I think it was prayer. I think it was prayer. Here is Jesus in the Here garden. Here is Jesus in the garden. And the Bible talks the about Bible in Luke chapter twenty-three, Luke chapter being, 23 in being in agony. More he fervent. prayed more fervently. And he is agonizing, he is over, agonizing the cross. over the cross. And all the implications, all of, the the implications of the cross. The whole redemptive plan the whole rested, redemptive upon, plan rested his shoulders. upon his shoulders. Had Jesus aborted Had his Jesus mission, aborted where would we be mission, today? We'd be lost, would we? Wouldn't we? We'd be lost, wouldn't we? And yet the Bible says in and Hebrews chapter Bible 2 and verse 14 two, that Jesus, 14, destroyed, Jesus him destroyed him who had the power of death. The power of death. That is the devil. So here's Jesus praying to the Father. And ultimately, and ultimately because he went to Calvary and died and later rose from the dead on the third day, he delivered a death blow to the devil from which he can never recover. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible says, speaking of the serpent, his head would be bruised. Jesus went to the cross, that's right, died for the sins of the human family, rose the third day, declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ destroyed the work of the devil. And because of that, when they place our body in the tomb, to know that one day that body that's placed in the tomb will rise again. Let me close by saying this. When I look at the life of Jesus, there are so many things to try to, to learn and to e exemplify. The Bible says that He left us a pattern that we should follow in His steps. Paul would write, be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And so our goal is to be Christ-like. I can learn something about prayer by looking at Jesus, can I? I can be encouraged and enriched by studying His prayer life. Whether we like it or not, we live in a world subjected to pain and suffering and, yes, even death. And to know that Jesus, the Son of God, faced death, but was triumphant. The Hebrew writer said, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, and became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. To obey Christ is to be ushered into a new life, to enjoy the forgiveness of sins, to have a future with God. As you live here on planet Earth, it doesn't take long to realize that there are good days and bad days. There are trials and temptations. There are things that we've got to, the best of our ability, get through. We've got to overcome, don't we? This past Friday, we had a funeral service here for Pete Sorrow. Jared and I were in the procession to the cemetery. As we made our way downtown to Elmwood, it's really an amazing cemetery. 
the oldest cemetery in the city of Memphis, dating back to 1852. Many dignitaries and prominent people are buried there. But as we made their way, as we made our way through that old cemetery, we got to the place of burial, right by the roadside. Amidst all of those old graves, we're about to place the body of one of our friends, one of our members, in the heart of the earth. Miss Justine was able to be there. She had been in rehab just a few miles from the cemetery. As she got there, she told the funeral personnel she wanted to see Pete one more time. Now you imagine, here's a lady that can barely get out of a wheelchair. With three or four minutes, and that's all the time that she has to say goodbye to somebody that she's been married to for 64 years. That's a sad sight. And yet to know that when they closed that lid, that wasn't the end. When that body was placed in the earth again, that wasn't the end. That same body that was placed in the earth on Friday will one day rise again and Miss Justine will see him again as will we. So there's hope for all of us. As Jesus struggled with the weight of the cross, he did that for us. He went to the cross for us and he is the first fruits in other words, a fuller harvest is to come, Resurrection Day. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, I want to encourage you to come to Christ, to believe that Jesus is who He claimed to be, the divine Son of God, to repent of all your sins, as the Bible talks about in Luke chapter 17, verse 3, to confess His name before others, and then to be immersed in water so that you might enjoy the forgiveness, the remission of your sins, Acts 2.38. To let God put you in the church, Acts 2.47, and then to be faithful until death. If you'll do that, let me tell you what, you've got a great future. And as a child of God, you are armed with the privilege and the power of prayer in your life. If you're here today and you're not what you ought to be, could I encourage you to come to Christ, believing, come back to Christ, believing that if you will renounce the world and all the things in the world, confess your sins, He'll pardon you. John said, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Could we pray with you and for you today as we stand and sing?